0: It's time to pick up the phone. Call. This call is your calling, and you can't hide from it or ignore it. That passion you have to help people and make a difference isn't going anywhere. You deserve to get paid and paid well doing work you love and changing lives. Everything in your life has led you here, and now we're here to help you figure out how to make your destiny your reality. Welcome to Six Figure Certified Coach, the podcast hosted by Inner Glow Circle. IGC is an internationally accredited life coaching school created to take your existing professional skills, paired with your life experience, and turn it into a six-figure coaching business. We've trained thousands of successful coaches, and now it's your turn. Let's get focused, get real, and get you Six Figure Certified.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Six Figure Certified Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Liv Chapman, and I'm like kind of nervous about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> I have asked Amanda DiNardo, who is my coach, to come on and kind of share some of the what's going on in my brain behind the scenes. I talked about this a little bit in the intro to season three, like this has been such a crazy year. And Amanda, I met, she was on the podcast last season. Her episode was called becoming a high value woman. And I was just so impressed with her and we've always stayed in touch. And then ultimately I was like, I think I need to hire you. So we've been (laughs) working together for a few months now. Yeah. And I was like, you have to come back on the podcast and you can just like tell everyone about me. <laughs> but Amanda, you can introduce yourself dun, better dun. Than that. So I am Amanda
2: DiNardo and you have been the ideal client. Oh, for sure. Um, but I'm a life and mindset coach for women. I am the co-founder of the High Value Women event. I have a podcast. Um, I just, I love serving women. I think it's so important that we do the work to give ourselves that emotional world, that high quality emotional world, because that translates to our prosperous external world. Um, And if you're not doing it, you're not going to see those results. So um, yeah, I love what I do. And again, I love serving you.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And, and what we realized live in the recording of the last episode was that Amanda and I have the exact same birthday, including the year. So we are actually twins.
2: That's what we're really here to tell you. That's what—that's what, that's the big announcement on the show today. Yeah, it's so funny though because you and I have very similar um, journeys in a way, but also similar behaviors and I think similar ambitions. And yeah,
1: <laughs> well, and I was watching—I think your Instagram story like this morning or something—and I was like, this feels like exactly oh, you were talking about the kids and trying to like balance it all and do everything. And I was like, I feel like I would have recorded this. So, So yeah, we are just similar, very similar. It's so crazy. I love it. And I think Amanda also has a much better or more refined way of looking at things, especially when it comes to our brain. And I've been talking about my work with you a lot inside of the IGC community. Like when we were at an event last weekend, I was sharing a little bit about like the work that we're doing. And I think what I also am realizing, it's like, Well, not realizing, perhaps re realizing is like, it doesn't matter how, what level you think you're at, or how much money you make, or how much support you have. Like, if your brain is not keeping up with your next level, or even your current level, you're setting yourself up for not failure, but just like not a nice time. Yeah. The
2: stagnating results. (laughs) Yeah. And so
1: tell us like what you, I mean, we can talk about my stuff too. And I'm like, obviously avoiding it by asking another question right now, (laughs) but like, what do you typically help people with? And you have your whole school too. So just like talk about yourself a little bit more. Okay. So
2: inside my school, I literally support women in every area of their brain. Um, and every area of your life <laughs> as it relates yeah. to all the mind drama that our brain creates. So I start off by teaching women about stepping into that identity, that identity that's not based in ego, but based in that true self. Because when you're walking that, you're not walking on eggshells anymore. Right. Um, and then I teach you how to retrain your brain and then it taps into, you know, renewing your relationships, time, recommitting to your goals. So I really touch on all of that because it all connects and it all compounds. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of the time when I'm coaching women one-on-one, my one-on-one clients, it's so much about the decision-making Yeah, our brain. And I think that that was like the number one goal that we grounded in for you is the decision-making.
1: Yeah. I was going back, so Amanda also does this great thing where she sends you a recap of your sessions after, and I know not every coach does that. You don't have to, but I like it because I was reading them back before this, and I was like, what a journey we've been on in the last 90 days. But it did all start with that like discernment and decision-making because when you want new things in your life, you have to decide differently than you probably had been doing up until that point.
2: And you think about it when you have to decide new things that you've never done before or never, uh, when you decide a thought or a feeling that you want to feel or a self-concept you want to step into, it is new, it's challenging. And your brain's like, well, what if this is the wrong decision? You have to make that decision in the gray of life. It's like moving through that yellow light (laughs) of discomfort,
1: Right. And I think one of the things that you had said to me in the beginning was like one of my anchor thoughts or one of the like takeaways was like I'm the woman for the job. And that's one that has stuck with me because I don't even know if you know this, but at the beginning of this year, I had this crazy declaration and I have run with it run with it to the point that the women at the event were bringing it up to me. Like, why did you do that? You see, you, you jinxed us. But I said at the very beginning of the year, I said, no more hard years. We are not having another hard year. And then come like June, July, I'm kind of like, "What the f- is going on? I, and, and now I have chosen to reframe it as like, I had to clear out all the bullshit. I had to clear out all the clutter in order to like, let things be easier. And I've now had to get everyone on board with that. <laughs> Right, yeah. But when I got to that point, I was like, "There are so many things going on around me, but I feel like I have no idea what is going on."
2: In terms of like your external world, or
1: yeah, but yeah, like, what yeah. if, I don't even remember like what I said to you when I was like, "Will you work with me?" I'm like, <laughs> "Help!"
2: It, I don't I remember. It was, no, it was like a lot of the clutter. Like it's it's so easy for us to overcomplicate so many yeah. things in our lives. And we almost create problems where there doesn't have to be a problem or there is no problem. So being able to get super clear so that you can decide like, what am I taking out? What am I putting back in? And what am I deciding for that future me?
1: Yeah, I think that's what it was. I was like, I don't know what I need help with because I feel like I probably said in the time, I feel like everything is falling apart. But I, after a few sessions, I realized that very little was actually falling apart and what you referred to as like shifting a few small levers was really what it took to just see and experience life so much differently. So do you feel I more mean, satisfied
2: and calmer and p- more peaceful? Like directly? I would your say thoughts?
1: most of the time, like when we first started, I think I even said to you at the beginning, I was like, I just have so much anxiety, but I can't figure out where it's coming from. And I know many of you think, it sounds like you need to go to like a therapist or a psychiatrist. Well, I did those things too. (laughs) And they serve their purposes. And But I also know myself, and I know just from 20 years now of like therapy and coaching and all of this, that there are certain times in your life where you need to go back and you need to heal these parts of yourself that need healing. And there's also times in your life where I genuinely believe I was just operating from chaos and from really not making enough decisions and not being discerning enough. And I had kind of just gotten myself in this jumbled mess. And it was less about going back and talking about my childhood and more about like organizing my life in a proactive way because it's, it's like everything was ahead of me. I was trying to catch up to myself.
2: Yeah, that's so good. I love that you just said that. And so how many women are doing that right now?
1: I hope a
2: lot. This. <laughs> there's so many of us because you just get like, there's so, and you and I talked about this too. and We coached on it a little bit, just all the input that we're always getting to like social media, podcasts, television shows, all the things like, then your brain has to literally filter through that. And if you are not in that moment, solving, answering the questions, deciding the answers to the questions that you're asking yourselves you're all day long, yeah. You will have all of these open loops and it's just gonna feel so chaotic.
1: So chaotic. And I want to talk even more about that because that was a that has been a big part of a lot of what we've talked about. And I probably over consume content. I just will say it. Like I'm a scroller. You know, when the kids go to bed at 8 30, I'm either working or probably scrolling. And <laughs> While I'm trying to get my screen time down, I think that it's less about that and was more about, I was so inundated with information that I had no idea what I even thought for myself. Right. And I'm thinking now I'm coming to speak at your event and talking about what what I would say is shifting your shoulds. And I'm like, oh my God, wherever you go, there you are. I'm 10 years later and I'm still like why am I listening to this meme? Tell me what to do in my relationship or my business (laughs) and not listening to myself. It's so good. I know. And, and I was at a conference
2: yesterday. I spoke and I I was weird. It was about success and being self-made and a lot of entrepreneurs there. And it it, it truly is like your being like your success is because of your being your success in your relationships, your success in your business, your success in just how you show up in the world. It's because of what's going on in here and here. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's so easy to overconsume, And then like, we don't know what to think. And that was one of your thoughts. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. When you tell yourself, I don't know, you are, you feel confused. You feel uncertain. You feel indecisive. And that's just going to compound to even more of those heavy thoughts thoughts and feelings like shame or guilt or, and then yeah. we carry that around like a ball and chain.
1: I have made a real strong promise to myself not to say, I don't know anymore. Even when the kids like ask me what's for dinner, I will catch myself being like, I don't, well, let me think about what we have in the pantry. Because I, you're, I was using that as such a crutch. If you think about, I don't know, it's like, release responsibility. I don't have to be responsible for that anymore. I get to escape that decision. I get to, you know, leave whatever on the table and just walk away. But I think that had become such a crutch for me that you're like stagnant is the only way to say it. I was like nothing is happening. Yeah. And this is
2: like again, it's fr- maybe from our childhood, but it's also just our human brain. So when you think about deciding whether or not to choose a therapist or a coach, it might be your childhood but most of the time it's just the human brain wanting to keep yeah. you from stepping in so what's new and challenging and exerting that extra energy but if you're not doing that you are not growing you are not solving you are not freeing your brain from all the chaos and the anxiety and your heart from the anxiety <laughs> yeah
1: well and that's how you feel stuck and i know in like a lot of your content on your website you talk about that like getting unstuck and actually living I guess more on purpose and with more intention. And I I'm trying to think. I'm like, I know some people come to coaching and they're like, I left my marriage or I quit my job or I lost a hundred pounds or and for me it was like I turned dozens of small levers and while there was no like wild and crazy thing, it's like every day is actually just easier to live. Oh my
2: gosh. Yay. That's what I want for all women.
1: (laughs) I think sometimes we're just all chasing these big goals, but forget that they are just, and I'm rereading Atomic Habits again because I'm nuts and I'm like, habits, habits, habits. But it is, it's these little things every day that make up life. Like I've even know people who like live for the wedding day and then after it, they're like depressed because it became this big one-time thing. And I'm like, I don't even care about a wedding. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know that I would have one. But I think it's about changing your practices and your relationship to yourself on these, this micro scale that actually is the most impactful.
2: And you think when you give yourself that internal world of being satisfied or fulfilled in the moment or abundant in the moment or loving or yeah. worthy, and you're doing that with your thoughts. When you're giving that to yourself, you literally see it start to show up in your world. It compounds in those little ways, and it kind of boomerangs back. And that's, I think, what all women are looking to realize in their outward reality, their outward world. Yeah.
1: Okay. Now, just be straight up with everybody. What do you think was like my biggest gap when I came to coaching? Put you on the spot.
2: I really think... No, it was the decision-making. Liv, and this is what like so much... I've seen so many of my clients make such big shifts. And I've watched it compound to their relationships. Like they didn't even come to me with relationship problems, but more like, you know, I'm stepping into this goal, but because they became more of a firm decision maker, it did, it compounded to their relationships. Now there's more give and take in their marriage. It's just powerful. Um, there's these little ways that we give away our power when we don't step into that decision, because it's like, you forgot you had
1: a choice. (laughs) Yeah. And it's wild because I talk about this stuff so much. Like we have the power of choice. We can choose in the moment and day to day and day to day. And I found that I like wasn't doing that. And I think there are a lot of reasons why, you know how you keep saying like you compound like the good effects. I think through the course of this year, I had compounded a lot of the bad. And that's like when I got to you, I was like, all of these little things that I let slide, all of these little decisions that I didn't make, all of the things that I had left unsaid, all of the times I kind of played a little bit small, it's like they had all caught up to me.
2: Mm-hmm. But do you know, like, think about just carving out time to think about what you want. We don't even do that because that takes energy. I know. Like, what do I want? What do I want to see? Who do I want to be? So I think even just identifying that, I want to be more assertive. I want to be a firmer decision maker. And then literally stepping into that by taking actions, even like the smallest little actions that we align to. You see that show up. You see, and then you you have the evidence and it's like, you can pat yourself on the back.
1: Yeah. Do you remember that one session where I was like... (laughs) (laughs) I'm like I don't have anything to talk about like I go into real life and I feel like I don't have any words (laughs) that was that's how that was like my sign because I mean if you know me I like I am like kind of I don't think I'm like loud and obnoxious but in my friend group in my family I'm not like quiet or meek or passive but by mid this year I was like I don't even know who I am, what I stand for. I feel like I've just been like smacked from this direction, smacked from this direction, and I've become weakened. Yeah. Yes. Oh my to gosh. the point where I would go to an event and I like literally wouldn't know what to say to anyone. And that is not my personality.
2: And this is, like you said, all these like little negative compounding effects. Then you you do, you start walking on eggshells. You feel like I'm not, I don't even know who I am anymore. And then that right. feels so ick. <laughs> <laughs> and you yeah. make it mean something. And then it just, like you said,
1: continues to kind of be that domino effect. Yeah, like snowballs. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something that we also did We at the very beginning was figure out what my values actually were so I could figure out how to make decisions and how to be more discerning. Which I will say also resulted in me developing much stronger boundaries. So good. I dressed up with caution tape on, <laughs> at our next level self dinner last weekend. When you, but look at, you decided
2: to like draw the line in the sand. And so many women will not do that because we make it mean something bad about us. It's like, I'll give a simple example, right? Are You make your, a no response on a dating app, right? Getting a no response We love to make all of these circumstances, these, especially more of our negative life circumstances mean so much about us. We make it mean I'm not worthy enough. We make it mean I'm ugly. We make it mean I'm going to be single forever. It doesn't need to mean any of that.
1: Yeah. Well, that's like the foundation of every single session that we've ever had. It was like, these are, what do we start with thoughts or feelings? Thoughts. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. 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 So I'm like, these are, this is what I'm thinking. And then you would like do your little magic whiteboard chart thing until I was like, Oh, why would I think that way? It's so ridiculous, but you're right. I can take like one bad tiny little thing and make it mean so much, but why can't I take one tiny little nice thing and make it mean so much?
2: and that's the choice that we have, right? We do have yeah. that choice and it's just a matter of like literally taking that and then deciding on purpose about how you want to think and feel. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we you decided expectations, you decided deal breakers, you decided a lot of things, boundaries, all of it.
1: Yeah. I know I have I have like printed out everything from our sessions to go back to and remember. Do you you like, don't know this about me. I print everything. Do, do you like the whiteboard? I think having the visual. Yeah. I love the whiteboard. Okay, good.
2: We'll yeah. Like too. I need the so visual. All of,
1: all of my sessions with Amanda, she like maps out my thoughts, like based on kind of like my coaching request. So it's like, what do you want to work on today? And I'm like, well, I'm trying to think of like one that I was recent even. I think I, I was trying to – how did the I don't know one come up? I think that was more personal stuff. But I had to figure out what I was going to do with something going on with my kids. But I have felt very, like, out of control. Like, I couldn't control any of it. And that was my thought. Like, well, there's nothing I can do, I think.
2: Or I don't know. Yeah, like, I don't even know. I think I just said yeah. saying, like, I don't know yeah. what to do. I don't know
1: what to do. And – that thought is completely useless. And when you say, I
2: don't know, and you feel confused, then you, there's that confirmation bias just from that confused feeling place. Say
1: more about that. So like,
2: okay, so now I feel confused. So now you're judging the fact that you're confused and you can't solve. So now like you're bad or, You know, it's never going to turn out the way I want. So then you feel defeated. And then because you feel defeated, now you're like trying to, you know, alleviate that defeated feeling because you don't want to feel defeated. And because you're trying to alleviate that feeling place from a place of control, now you feel depleted. (laughs)
1: Yeah. This well, is, and like, that is just like this loop of doom. It's a loop of, yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. I love that you said The doom loop. I'm going to say, I'm going to steal that. The doom loop. You can have that. <laughs> but it, it and everyone listening, I know you know what you're talking, like we're talking about. You have like one bad thing happen or one bad thought and it spirals out of control. And I'm being honest with you all when I say I compounded the bad thoughts this year. Now, I will say what I didn't do was ever stop. Or ever give up. I still did all of my commitments, which is why I'm not like buried under like a rock at this point. But there's one thing to be going through the motions of life. And there's one thing to be going through the motions of life and enjoying it. And that's what I was missing. And I'm like, why did I get to this point where there's love, there's kids, there's success, there's health, there's family, I would sit with Amanda and I would be like, I don't know what's wrong, but nothing feels right. And it was because of a lot of these thought loops that would just go on with me that got me nowhere.
2: When you do this coaching work, you are literally changing your brain. Like nothing outside of you is going to give you this except for doing the work, yeah. so you have to like, yeah, pat yourself on the back because you were doing the work. I just was guiding you. <laughs> Give yourself a hug. Get you got out of the doom loop.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm out of the doom loop for the most part, and I say for the most part because I I don't I'm not a therapist. I think you were in, before coaching, right? Counselor, yeah, 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 counselor, yeah. But I I don't believe that the human brain and who cares what i believe I, honestly i sound stupid saying that but like i don't believe that you're not supposed to ever feel bad feelings as a human i actually think that would be terrifying. Like, terrifying i feel like we have to normalize that life is not perfect all the time and that no matter who you are or what you're going through like there's going to be bad days
2: oh absolutely and i think when you can feel that like i've curled up in many a uh, fetal position burrito Ball on the floor <laughs> to feel it, and then you get to the other side, right? Like there yeah. are just going to be as many high days as low days. So if we can embrace that, knowing the fifty-fifty yeah. of life, like that's just such a power, empowering thought. And
1: yeah, and I think it's it's just having the tools to be able to move through it. I will like plan out a day where I just don't want to be accountable to myself. This is real, but like I'll say, like okay, it's a Sunday. I don't have the kids. I don't have any commitments. I'm just gonna be like mopey and lazy and let my brain do whatever it wants to do. Which, of course, leave it to me to schedule that in. But (laughs) I, it's funny because when I've done that before, I like don't even have those. I'm like, wait, nothing's wrong. Am I just so used to being in survival mode that I almost have to put it into my new life? You know it's, that whole thing where it's like, oh, it's me. I'm the problem. I think it came from like a Taylor Swift <laughs> yeah, thing. Yeah. But I have found myself to be the problem a little yeah, bit this year. Yeah, but And I, I'm like, I don't want to be. It's like we like
2: to sit on... The pity train and the self-doubt train and the confusion train because it just keeps us safe. It keeps us in that, like, safe cave that we're
1: accustomed Ugh. to because of well, our right. like the and... I don't know thing. Yep. Oh, you're right, the safe train. The safe train, yeah. I know. I don't like when people say, I don't know either or when they're like, I'm confused. I'm like, mm, what do you get to avoid by being confused? Mm-hmm.
2: You know what, and I'll just offer this up to all the listeners, like, what if, and I'm sure we've all seen it, like, there's reels and memes about, like, the what if thinking, but every time you offer up yourself the thought, what if, you will instantly put yourself in anxiety, right? Like, yeah, what if this happens? What if this happens? Like, then your brain's not solving, you just feel, like, so indecisive, so uncertain, so anxious. And then that builds because again, that confirmation
1: bias. (laughs) Yeah. What are some good questions? So a lot of season three, we're trying to implement like something that people can do now. So like, what do you, obviously they can book a consultation with you and you can have a better brain like me listeners. But if there's a couple like question prompts or journaling questions that you would have people think of if they feel like they're in the doom loop like what do you, what are some questions to help people get out of it? Cause I know you've asked me probably hundreds at this point.
2: I think what is true is the first one that you can ask yourself. Like, what is hundred percent true? Like, yeah. Is what is this what am I making this mean about me? And actually solve for it. You like actually mm-hmm. answer that question. It's like being a detective yeah. or a scientist in your mind. Like, okay, here's oh,
0: yeah.
2: here's a
1: question that I'm asking myself and let me solve for it. Yeah. Okay, so like, what is actually true? What am I making this mean about me? And then what do you, I mean, ultimately, what do I actually want to do with the information? I guess? Yeah, right? yeah.
2: What do, yeah. yeah. What's next? Kind of yeah. answering for what's next. I've been doing a lot of, um, like, inversion thinking. Do you do this inside your program? Like the, I don't know. Basically, like so, like solving for the obstacles, like listing out all the obstacles and then okay. solving for them. Or, like, so, let's say if you're like wanting to find a man,
1: <laughs> yeah,
2: we typically will t- ask people, okay, what are all the things that you want in a man, right? Whereas inversion thinking is listing all the negative things that you wouldn't want.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, So in doing
2: that, your brain isn't like trying to create and solve for all the problems because you already see the problems.
1: (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Our brains are crazy. So that can almost like trick our brain into thinking that we have more control.
2: It's, it's yes, essentially. Or it like allows us to find the good right away versus like trying to find all the problems right away because you already see the problem.
1: Yeah. It kind of reminds me of like when I'll be like, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen? Yes. And then like list them out. And I'm like, okay, the probability of like any of this happening is so small. And it's like, if I already know everything that could go wrong, okay, now let's look at everything that could go right. Like what's the best thing that could happen? And I do think that there's so much power in just having that laid out in front of you because it becomes so much more obvious. So obvious. And then it's so
2: easy to shift your brain. It's so easy to like latch onto the better thoughts, the positive thoughts. Yep. Yep. So good. You know what? This is why I love the high value woman event because we bring women together live in this safe, but vulnerable space. Yeah. You, I, I think women love it so much because they are like, wow, I'm not alone. Like my crazy lady brain is the same as your crazy lady brain. And, you're amazing. I'm amazing. Like it's just human, but yeah, we need to do something with this. We need to like take it and start directing it. Otherwise those thought errors are going to keep creating all the chaos and
1: dysfunction. Well, and it's so nice to be in a space. Like I'm, I'm going to high value woman this year and I'm doing a breakout room talk. And so if you're listening to this, I would say if you're in the like Massachusetts area, you have to do geography in a, t- in a second, Amanda, but You should come, or if you're not, you should still come and just buy a plane ticket like myself. But I think one of the things about an event like this, and I know this from hosting them also in IGC, is that not only do you feel like normalized and like, okay, I'm not alone with my, I love what you call it, crazy brain, what is it? (laughs) Crazy Crazy lady brain. brain. Crazy lady brain. (laughs) But also I've now put myself in a space where I can't actually get away with that. So if I took my crazy lady brain to my old friends or people I used to like go out with in my 20s or whatever, we would take crazy lady brain and run with it. It would make all the decisions for my future. It would make all of the decisions for my relationships, for everything, because they would be so bought into crazy lady brain too. When you go to a space where it's recognized but not put up with like where someone will actually say that is your crazy lady brain. That is not your highest self. That is not your highest value womanhood. Then you can finally be like, okay, like, see ya. See ya. It's like permission to shift immediately. Yeah. (laughs) So the event coming up, Amanda,
2: (laughs) tell us the details. So it will take place on January 28th. We kick it off at 10.30 a.m. because we have vendors and we do like an amazing welcome. Um, A beautiful brunch. You get to connect and network. So we really want to give women the time to really build those relationships and shop. (laughs) And then we go into our, our keynote and we have our breakout sessions. It's just a really powerful day. It's like curated to support women in the the best way possible. Um, and yeah, we just dance, we have fun and, um, it's out in Western Mass, which is,
1: (laughs) I don't even know where I'm going y'all, but somebody better come with me. It's in Hamden. It's at a beautiful
2: space. It's called the great horse, the starting gate at great horse. Um, it's just gorgeous. It's fun. It's just the ultimate girl's day. Most women dress as their high value selves, whatever that looks like for you. Um, I get, I've already
1: been thinking about what I'm going to wear. I get
2: as glam as I possibly can. <laughs> um, and it's just, yeah, it's just a great day. We keep it real. We keep it fun and light. And I can't wait for you to pour into women in your breakout session. So thank you. For- yeah.
1: I can't wait. I watched you. I watched everything about this event last year, like from your social media. And I was like, I have to be there. I love and I that was going to come feel no that. matter what. No, I love that you can Yeah. I just was already like, I'm going, (laughs) I'm going, but yes, we'll be there on January 28th in Western Massachusetts. We will map quest our way there, (laughs) Um, but we'll put the link to tickets in the show notes and hopefully I can, more of you will join us. I mean, it's a, I think it's very affordable ticket price for one and also I think it's invaluable to be in a room full of women who are not going to let you off the hook.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's definitely that space of like I'm here because I want to grow, because I need to change, because I need to evolve and not because I'm broken because I know that I deserve next level high
1: priestess. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. High priestess. Oh my god. Yeah, that was one of that was a vibe. Oh, uh, well Anything else you want to share about coaching me? Tell the people anything I know, that I wouldn't I, want you to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I
2: I think just allowing yourself to watch your brain and decide and actually commit, you've been able to fill that confidence bank and I think give yourself the feeling place of like fulfillment and joy, because yeah, otherwise you're kicking your butt all the way to your goals. Yeah. You're kicking your ass all the way. <laughs> through the journey yeah. and that's just not it like
1: there's this song that goes um basically if i ain't having fun with it i'm done with it and i think that was the point that i was getting to and i really just want to thank you for helping me to like find ways to just enjoy the experience of life more And to be able to control, which I know people love, hate that word, but really be able to control my own experience a lot more. Yeah. Yeah. We do have that power in our thoughts and our feelings and our actions. Yeah. Because ultimately, why do we do anything in life? It's to experience more joy and more connection. And if you're disconnected from yourself or you found yourself in a place where the joy has just seeped out And the indecision in my case, or the lack of boundaries in my case, or just the overwhelm from not stepping into your highest self, that stuff are joy killers, I think. Total joy killers. Doom cycle on loop. (laughs) <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here this Amanda. Was so
2: lovely it's been an amazing experience coaching you you're again an ideal client and such a good friend and I love you oh so I love you.
1: you too and if you are like me and you need Amanda please reach out to her or if you'd like me to make a personal connection I'd be happy to do it you're the best
2: yes yes you're the please best. reach
1: out I want like I I get in
2: my head a lot with my business just because that saleswoman self-concept like, and being an entrepreneur. I'm like, I know I can help so many women and and that's what I'm here to do. So please do not hesitate to reach out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Thank you. Awesome. Thank you, Amanda. I can't wait. See you soon, my friend.
0: Bye. Let's face it. The world needs you and your clients are waiting. This is the year you make it happen and become a six-figure certified coach doing exactly what you were called to do. If you loved this episode, give us a five-star review and share it with someone else who's ready to make moves and answer their calling. We can't wait to see you next week and help you make your first or your next six figures as a certified coach.